0: Drive All Night is supported by listeners like you. To find out how you can help, please visit patreon.com slash There you'll learn what exciting rewards we're offering for your support. Again, that's patreon.com slash to help us continue to make high quality and tori attainment for you. Hi, everybody. You're listening to a bonus episode of Drive All Night Plus. Today, we serve some serious NPR book review as we sit down with author and Tory fan Megan Milks. Megan's brand new book has already hit the shelves and you're going to want to grab yourself a copy today. Remember the Internet, volume two, the Tori Amos bootleg web ring, available at instarbooks.com. Today, we discuss this wonderfully nostalgic book at length with a few scholarly Tory games along the way. So enjoy our interview with Megan and order your copy of their book right now, instarbooks.com. That's instarbooks.com. Remember the Internet, Volume 2, the Tori Amos bootleg web ring, available right now. Hi everybody, we are very excited for the treat that we have to offer you today. On today's episode, bonus special episode, we have brought in author Megan Milks. They have written a book that I think you must purchase. It's Torium's Bootleg Web Ring. It's out officially on Instar Books. You can find it on Amazon. Megan is here with us today. We are going to talk. Tori, hi Megan. Hi Megan.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. This really feels like I've hit the pinnacle of Tori fandom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we <laughs> we are so thrilled. This is such a niche little, like the Toribus bootleg web ring. It's shocking that you've written a book. Tell us how this came to be.
1: <laughs> okay. So uh, my friend, Gene Thornton, who's amazing, runs a press called Instar Books. And they recently started uh, with Miracle Jones. It's not just Gene. Um, and they recently started this new, uh, very exciting series called Remember the Internet. Mm-hmm. And so the goal of the series is which is structured kind of like the 33 and a third book series, like smaller formatted books that each take on some little slice of internet history with the kind of preposterous goal of historicizing the internet as a whole. So this book is the second in the series and um, it came about just because I was at a party with Jean and she was telling me about the series. And I said, I have an idea for you. (laughs) And so I pitched it and we developed it from there. So, yeah.
0: Was the bootleg web ring something that was, I mean, obviously, it was clearly a pinnacle in your life too, as in mine and all of the early Tory internet? How many websites there were? It was just, it was like a, a garden of Eden, of just Tory, Tory garden. Not original sensuality. <laughs> no, it was the early internet and it was all Tory Amos. It was just so many. Um, <laughs> what was your online presence, Megan? Why don't you introduce us to yourself via your first Tory inspired login?
1: Okay. Well, I didn't have any Tory login names. Sort of surprisingly, I did have an Ani DeFranco login name, um, and I had a uh, Tory-related password <laughs> that I will not share for obvious reasons. <laughs> You're like, I'm still using it to this day. There, actually, yeah. <laughs> I have a
0: Tory-inspired password that I've not—I've never stopped using. <laughs> what was the name?
1: Oh, the Ani name. Yeah. Had, I feel like I could have been more creative, but it was just Ani for the numeral for me which was my um, AOL name. And many people assumed that it was anime related, which I didn't know what anime was. So Mm. sometimes, you know, when like strangers would chat me up, (laughs) I would just be very confused. there were such limited characters
2: you had to be concise yeah yeah david
1: <laughs> exactly
2: <laughs> you avoided a pitfall that many of us did not manage to avoid by <laughs> shortening things in, in an unfortunate way
0: let's start at the beginning tell us how you discovered tori's music and tell us everything about it give us dirty details everything we want it all
1: <laughs> okay okay So uh, This was in, I guess, fall 1995. Um, I was 14 years old. I was a freshman in high school. And I was on the bus, the school bus going to school, I believe. So it was dark outside still. I think it was raining. And my friend, Maureen, who shows up in the book a little bit, she just sidled over to me with her CD player and um, slid the headphones over my head and was like listen to this you have to hear this and she played pretty good year from under the pink and um it was just like i never looked back you know from that moment oh, wow. and it wasn't that i hadn't heard tori before I had, I had heard god on the radio and oh maybe cornflakes girl and i liked what i had heard but it didn't quite like hit me mm-hmm. but somehow like the intimacy of that moment me with the piano and marine just like you know waiting for my response mm-hmm. just like made it uh, hit hard and uh, i just from there i think i that was shortly before christmas and i asked my for my for christmas i asked for my own copy of under the pink and um then just kind of like gradually got deeper and deeper into Toryland. Mm-hmm. eventually i met uh, my friend chris who uh takes up a lot of um space in the book. That relationship takes up a lot of space. And Chris and I got like really deep into Tory fan culture together. We sort of like competed with each other, shared with each other and discovered new listserv and new uh, fan groups. And he was like the first person who um, probably visited my (laughs) home, my personal website. You know, this is all new. And I was the only one I knew who was like interested in building a web presence or anything like that, and so when I met Chris, funny story, um, he was actually playing Sister Janet on the piano at a party. My friend had a family piano, a small piano, and I was just like, who is this person? <laughs> <laughs> and we were we just became really fast friends from there, obviously, and uh, yeah, so we were kind of a team when it came to exploring the Tory online fandom, which was just like exploding Seem to be exploding before our eyes at that time mm-hmm.
0: i love that we're talking about chris because isn't that the same person who inscribed hang 10 honey on your cup <laughs> Yes,
1: yeah, this is for like a religious retreat <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so the, to our listeners you absolutely have to read this book and we are we the songs of famous podcast is mentioned in this book we're officially in print
2: david yes i know i feel like i've reached the pinnacle too let's just pass the pinnacle back and forth
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is a big moment for us. It is. Yeah.
1: Well, you are an invaluable resource, obviously. Oh,
0: thank you. You see our worth. You see our beauty. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So tell us a little bit about your first Tori website, because David had one, too. Did you know about David's Tori website? I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about it, David. Well, tell us about yours first, Megan.
1: Okay. um, I think it is still online, actually. So I had a Tory, just like a generic Tory um, fan page, which was, there was like no content on it, basically. It was just like, la-la, Tory, goddess, love. <laughs> um, and then I had a, a trading page uh, devoted to Tory bootlegs, and that was called the Cocaine Lip Gloss Sale Stand. Yeah, it was just uh, very rudimentary. It had tiled images of a beautiful image of Tori, uh, like from the Choir Girl Hotel era Tori. And, uh, yeah, it was teal and orange and it was very hard to read because the font colors match the background colors. Yeah, it was just like text floating down the page. Um, and at the bottom, I had the, the bootleg web ring links, which are no longer usable. Yeah. So very basic, very basic.
0: <laughs> um, well, cocaine lip gloss sales stand, I'd like you to meet a dent in Tori's ass. Hi, a dent in Tori's oh my ass. God, yes.
2: Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Should I do a different voice? I yeah. feel like the dent <laughs> should have a voice. Yeah. Deeper, yeah. definitely. Oh like, <laughs> I can mask it you know like they do in like 48 hours when someone's revealing something okay like perfect that. yeah I just want to be in silhouette yeah.
0: <laughs> David had a website that infuriated many <laughs> it infuriated me did it it infuriated me but I'm why because you didn't think of it first no because I was like how disrespectful
2: <laughs> but it's actually like the internet's first meme website good job David oh thanks I'd okay. like to think that my sense of humor is a little more sophisticated now than it was when I was 18, but it isn't. Right. <laughs> well, I love that these you can still find both of your
0: websites. I'm going to go hunting for the cocaine lip gloss stand. But I have I want to get to know you a little bit more, Megan. What is your signature song? Is it Pretty Good Year or do you have a different signature song?
1: The Waitress, for sure. Oh. Ooh. The live version mm-hmm. um, is like my number one. Um, and I write about it in the book. I have also written, I wrote an, uh, a long essay. It, I guess it's not that long, it's one for the internet. Um, when I was in grad school, reading the song through the lens of Eve Sedgwick's um, Reparative Reading essay. Um, very, very nerdy, like deep nerddom. And uh, yeah, I just, I can't get enough of that song. Even now, like, it's, it's just so hypnotizing. Mm-hmm. There's so many versions of it. And it just I just love it when it, it kind of goes into a dissent which is so it's just riveting and yeah I agree and fixing
2: let me ask you since Under the Pink was your gateway album more or less and The Waitress is your signature song is Pink your favorite album?
1: oh no Boys for Pele okay Mm -mm -mm. yeah
2: All right. Well, I have one more under the pink note because I was able to spend some time with your book, which is wonderful. But I have to say, honestly, I thought I was the only other person in the world who misheard the lyric from Yes, Anastasia as tell me what gender he was. (laughs) I've never heard anyone else mention that misheard lyric before. And as is often the case, meeting other people in Tory community, I felt like I was no longer alone. So thank you for that.
1: (laughs) Tell me when you.
2: you thought that too, David? Really? Yeah, I did for oh. a long time until I looked at the lyric book and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it still sounds exactly like that to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tell me you. It does. Yeah, every time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wild. Megan, are you team noun or team verb? Team verb. Thank you. I knew you two had a connection. I could hear it. I could hear it. Um, Mm -hmm. Are you team band or team solo? Team band. All right. (laughs) Good. Um, Okay. Let's talk Tori live. When was your first show and what was the experience like?
1: My first show was Richmond, Virginia, August 11th, 1998. And the experience was transcendent. Yeah. It was just glorious. I felt like I was in a trance. What was your favorite moment of that show? Um, I think my favorite moment was when she played Happy Phantom And um, I was with Chris and Maureen And we had met Phyllis Who ran the Purple People regional listserv that we were both mm. on Me and Chris were on And her uh, I am handle Or maybe it was her email address Was Happy Phantom number 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 So when Happy Phantom came on We all just started screaming for Phyllis <laughs> It was like really silly <laughs> Very happy for, for Phyllis. That's <laughs> to great. Get to the That's
2: great. <laughs> Do you think your first show was even more special than it might have been because you had what seems like kind of an unfortunate situation where you missed the sneak preview club show that you had tickets for?
1: Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So to back up and, and uh, kind of sum up that, that story, Chris and I had been like really, really trying to go to the 930 club preview show that April, I think, but it was a school night. Mm. And so um, Chris's mom vetoed the plan, and we were going to sneak out anyway, and she planted herself outside of his door, (laughs) so he couldn't leave. (laughs) But we were able to get the bootleg for that show, which was actually one of the ways in which I was kind of initiated into bootleg culture. So by the time that we got to go to the August show, like I knew more about... What it meant to follow Tori and to like, and what it meant to just be part of the fan community. And I guess like I didn't prior to that, I didn't realize like how special her shows are and how different they were all from one another. So yeah, that experience of almost but not quite getting there was kind of like the gateway into a lot of things.
0: Even without that, I bet this is such a special show. I'm gonna read you. You you are helping us remember the internet, and we're gonna help you remember this show. I'm gonna read you the set list. I just want to. I want to (laughs) take you back. Okay. Cause this is an amazing set list, okay. honestly, David. Get ready. Precious Things, IIE, Donut Song, mm-hmm. Cornflake Girl, Playboy Mommy, light Sneeze, Happy Phantom, Honey, Spark, Raspberry Swirl, The Waitress. Encore one, Siren, Cruel.
1: Yeah.
0: Encore two, Pandora and Horses. Mm. That's like the perfect show. I would make one swap out, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> or more, more of a swap in I would do one swap in And add hotel What's your favorite I mean obviously you said Happy Phantom But when I read that set list To you what are you thinking What's going through your mind
1: Oh I remember uh, Going pretty nuts When Byron came on Because we knew It was very special mm-hmm. But also I think Oh Light Sneeze Also because My friend Maureen Who is with me um, That was like a song That she and I Had shared some Some moments <laughs> Together with So um, it was really Nice to, to hear it Live with her
2: Continuing our past life regression, can you tell us a little bit about the first time you got to meet Tori or talk to Tori?
1: Sure, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's not really a story. I just totally choked. (laughs) (laughs) But at the meet and greet for this show, yeah, I was there with Chris and we got there super early. And we're one of the few people who got to meet her um, before the show because she had a very short um, meet and greet. But yeah, I think I had the end of the pink album cover with me to get signed. And she was very gracious and I was very nervous and was basically swallowing my voice. But somehow I made it through, <laughs> made it through and got my album cover signed. <laughs> I didn't give her anything. Um, uh, I somehow didn't get that memo so that there was this exchange culture. So I do regret that. I'm
0: sorry, Tori. That didn't occur to me either till just right now. I've never given her anything. Oh my
2: God. <laughs> I'm a monster. <laughs> Seriously. She's given me so much. I've just given her letters. <laughs> you can consider this show your gift, Eve. Oh, okay. Thanks, David. <laughs> your relationship is now appropriately transactional. Okay, thank God.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, let's talk bootlegs. How many bootlegs do you own? Like, did you, Were you ever into the silver boot culture or was it just like digitally for you the whole time?
1: Well, I had analog bootlegs. I don't have any anymore. I gave them all away, which I really regret. I I had to give them up to Goodwill when I was moving cross-country a few years ago. Uh, But at one point, I owned about 70 cassettes. So Mm -hmm. I know this pales in comparison to many other very serious bootleg traders, but um, I was only really trading seriously for about a year and a half, like Mm -hmm. the last two years of my um, high school years. And I was able to get around 70 bootlegs in that time. Did
0: you ever buy any, like, silver, like, pressed boots that were, like, what were they called, David? David had, like, three
2: that he mentioned before we called Oh, my God. I loved the titles of the bootlegs in the 90s. I had Tori and her mask, which, you know, Tori predicted the pandemic. (laughs) Um, Rhapsody in Pink. Yes. Swapping tongue. I want to know swapping where some tongues. of these came from. Like, swapping tongues? Who came up with that? And is that a know. reference to something that I'm not... <laughs> I know, swapping tongues. <laughs> swapping boots, swapping tongues.
0: Um, well, I'm so sad for those little bootlegs. They're probably still sitting at that goodwill. Because I can't imagine, like, some Tory... I don't know. Well, maybe a Miss fan lucked out one day and walked in and saw... 70 cassettes, Tori Amos cassettes like I would lose my mind um, I regularly get people donating their uh, old bootlegs to me because Lisa Ridlon and I are trying to archive everything and have it all like searchable online so that you can pull any song from any show and Paul yeah. Roy has given me all his cassettes and I've got like two buckets of just like cass- Tori Amos bootleg cassettes and we, are, we it's such a daunting project I've got a couple, like a bucket of Tory bootleg like VHS and then Paul Roy is moving to France gave me a giant CD wallet with like 250 boots in it so uh, boots Oh my God.
1: <laughs> I love that y'all are doing that work
0: hopefully I mean hopefully it's a very daunting Megan that's very daunting but hopefully it'll come out I'm soon sure. we're trying to get it done before tour but I don't know about that let's take a little break and play a little game you want to play a game
1: sure round
0: one all right, Megan, we're going to play a game with you. And the goal of this entire show, this entire interview, is for you to come out of this interview with 10
2: points. Oh, God. And we're going to offer you a variety of options and ways to get points. Are you ready? The good news is, as in life, you're only competing with yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you mentioned that at least one of your early loves was IIE. So I built this game around
0: IIE. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Okay, first things first. You must pick a year. 2017... 2005, 2001, or 1998?
2: Eve, this is a missed opportunity. If you don't sing it, you must pick a year. (laughs) Will you choose 96, 98? (laughs) That was a missed opportunity,
0: and now I can never top that. Thanks, David. (laughs) Okay, don't even try. Pick a year, Megan, 2017, 2005, 2001, or 1998? 1998. Okay. Tori has performed IIE 110 times in 1998, but she only paired it with Band on the Run but once. What was the city that Tori performed IIE with a Band on the Run bridge? Was it A, Durham, New Hampshire, B, Lowell, Massachusetts, or C, Upper Darby, Pennsylvania?
1: Oh, um, I'm just guessing on this one. C...
0: It was low. (laughs) That's okay. We have many more opportunities to get points. Pick another year, 2001, 2005, or 2017. 2001. Okay. Tori did not perform IIE at all in 2001. In fact, she only played six out of 12 Choir Girl tracks on that tour. Which six Choir Girl tracks did she play? (laughs) One point per correct track.
1: Oh my God.
0: <laughs> she only played half that album. Offensive, <laughs> offensive.
1: Okay, so if it wasn't I.I.E. then, that leaves a few other things. Are <laughs> um, Playboy Mommy. Yep, that's one point. Ding, 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 ding.
2: All right, Yay. okay.
1: Uh, Black Dove. Yep. And Cool. Um, Northern Lad.
0: Ding, 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 ding.
1: You have one more guess. Uh, Jackie Strength. Good job. Oh,
0: great. Yeah, that was great. You got five points now. Now pick one more year, 2017 or 2005? 2005. Okay. Unfortunately, Tori did not play I.I.E. on this tour at all. Besides Original Sensuality and The Beekeeper, what is the most played song from 2005 at 35 performances? Was it A, Sweet the Sting, B, Jamaica Inn, or C, Amber Waves? A. No, it was B. <laughs> Jamaica Inn. We couldn't get enough of it. <laughs> or she couldn't get
2: enough
1: I'm of sorry. it. All
2: right. <laughs>
0: tell us about an experience at a tory show or in a bootleg that really solidified like this woman is amazing live this is what I love to do I'd love to go see her shows tell us about a moment
1: yeah um, you know I think actually the the most recent show I went to which was in 2011 in Chicago and that was a moment where I had I had been kind of away from Tory and the Tory community for a few years and Um, just had sort of, like, put it away for a while, you know, Mm -hmm. my love of Tori. And that was a a show when um, some friends of mine who were also, like, former Tori geeks, they... Bought me a ticket to the show, and it was such a wonderful gift. And um, so I got to go with them and uh, see this really, really extraordinary show. And it just kind of like rekindled all of that love, and just reminded me what an what an astounding musician and performer she is, and just how like warm and um, uh, generous her fandom is, mm. um, her fan her fan base. So that was really just kind of reaffirming and wonderful. Listen to
0: this. We're going to help you remember that show. Listen to this set list. (laughs) Shattering Sea, Landslide, Suede, Bachelorette, Snow Cherries from France, Nautical Twilight, China, Here in My Head, Lust, Fearlessness, Cloud on My Tongue, Star Whisperer, Tango, Love Song by The Cure, The Beekeeper, A Thousand Oceans, Your Ghost, Siren, you got Siren again, Leather, (laughs) Cruel. And then encore one, a multitude of shades, winter. And then encore two, Father Lucifer, spring haze, and big wheel, big wheel. <laughs> yeah. had, had you heard that album before you went to see the show?
1: I had heard it. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a surprise to you that it was like sort of classical.
1: No, no, but. it was not a surprise, and um, I just loved every minute of the show. Um, yeah, as you as you were reading the the set list, I was reminded of uh, just how overjoyed I was with um, to hear here in my head performed live. Mm like a really you know really deep throwback yeah um, and suede too it's kind of a, a lovely surprise and
0: that year it was really great too like that version of suede so good
2: suede
0: ever played a request for you? Have you ever, did you have any more experiences with Tori after choking?
1: After, oh, no. No, I did. I mean, I did, but I I never requested a song.
0: If you were to request a song, would it be The Waitress? And would you request it with a band? <laughs> or to bring back the band and do it that way, please? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I mean, if, if yeah, if, if my requests were you know, in my wildest dreams. But um if I were to request a song, maybe is we it? can come back to that question. There are so many.
0: I'm like, what would I, re- I don't even know. Yeah. What would I request?
1: The other thing that's going on for me is that I've been trying to wean myself off coffee. <laughs> so oh, really? Good luck. <laughs> Brain dead today.
0: <laughs> As the author of Toriamus Bootleg, Web Ring, you must have a favorite bootleg of all time, right? Or do you have a favorite show where you just listen to it whenever
1: you're like, damn, that's a good show? School us. Well, I think that August 1998 Richmond show is, is up there for me. Uh, but also, the one of the later plugged um, shows, the Columbus. So um, which I think was on um was the day of my friend Chris's birthday, so it has like personal meaning for, for me. Neither of us were there, but she played so many songs that, that were um Chris's favorites, um, including Sister Janet, Father Lucifer, um, Siren again, and then um she played Cooling, which is one of my favorites. Um and it's just, yeah, such a gorgeous, surprising show. And I think the recording for that if I'm remembering correctly um was one of the best um of that tour Um, i could be wrong about that but the later recordings of course just got better and better because the recording equipment um, seemed to be improving
0: was sort of taking a break from Tori do you think a response to kind of not needing it anymore like did it fulfill something Mm. inside of you that was like really looking for someone to understand you and so like the music kind of appealed to you in that way and then maybe we you grew out of it or like didn't need that anymore do you think that that's what it was or
1: I think that was definitely part of it for sure um in addition to that which I think you articulated so well um you know, yeah, just like experiencing that kind of intensity in music is something that I think I no longer needed mm. um, after a while. But also the community aspect of being a Tory fan. I think I had found other communities, so it became less important um, and necessary for me to be part of this kind of club because I was getting my social needs um from also, and part of it you know I had come out as queer um, and uh, was like really kind of dedicating myself to that journey which of course Tori, Tori is such a, a, a huge amazing um, queer dimension to her music and to the community around her but I wanted to be very present in where I was.
0: Yeah, Mm-mm. I love that you're talking about community like the, the Tori community and like sort of moving on from that and since we're talking about the internet were you part of, like, the Dent forums? Were you
1: part of all of that as well? I was really, like, a lurker. Um, I mean, I definitely, like, checked in on the Dent forums. But I was more active on um, the Purple People. Listserv? Listserv, yeah, which was, like, a regional Virginia, Maryland, D.C. Um, Listserv. That really formed around the Sneak Preview Club tour and then uh, just kept going after that. Um, so yeah, there was something so exciting about the prospect of actually potentially being able to meet people that you were talking with online, though I only met, I think, a few folks from the listserv at, at shows. But yeah, that was like just such an exciting time for the internet and the and the toy community and the, the bootleg community. Yeah, as well. it
0: really, really was. Like, let's take a moment. Do you remember the like little ring? I mean, obviously. The bootleg web ring—you could just like click and just go forever—and you, could, and there was a Toriyama's fairy web ring too. And there's like so many web rings. I miss that time. There's nothing in the world <laughs> like it. There really is not. Yeah. I personally think it's a testament to how maybe nerdy or maybe lost or alone Tori and fans felt at that, you know, because a lot of, t- like you said, there's a queer community around here and a lot of people are in the closet and maybe don't feel like they have anybody to talk to, which kind of, in my mind, pairs itself up with being alone in your house, but then in your bedroom, but then we're also all really kind of emotionally and intellectually, I mean, we're all just intelligent. And so, of course, we're building websites. I don't know. I love, I love that this Tori community had that birth kind of online?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to add that um, I talked with um, Mead um, slash Sinclair, mm-hmm. um, but uh, they're known as Mead. I think you've had them on your show yeah. actually. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I talked to them about their contributions to the web ring culture, and um, they had a lot to say just about because they were the one who started the uh, the Tory uh, website, like the Tory ring, and then also the Tory traders ring. Mm. Um, and they were talking about it, you know, like as an antecedent to social media during the absence, what I guess, like before search engines became smart, like this was really one way that uh, folks could meet each other. That was like a step up from like finding people on guest books, on personal web pages, or through the deaf, yeah. um forums, <laughs> so yeah, it was a way to create circles, create community.
0: For sure. And Tori Amos it's always been about the community. It's not even just, I mean, the music's amazing, but it's always been about the community, you know? And like, I Mm -hmm. know uh, at least I, myself, and I know David for sure too, like our closest friends (laughs) come from this community. So never would have been, never would have met each other let's do another round of trivia and then david's got a special writer's treat for you since you are an author david we're gonna play a little uh, writer's game but first we're gonna give you a chance to gain gain some more points you have five right now and i have two trivia questions for you okay okay these are random round two these are so random. Like, like how you would randomly get the next website in the ring. <laughs> I just randomly wrote these questions. <laughs> okay. In the song Merman, and they're really convoluted. Apologies. <laughs> in the song Merman, Tori Amos sings Go to Bed, the Priests Are Dead. She has often dedicated the song to Matthew Shepard or other victims of gay-themed violence or discrimination, including the last time she played it, which was when? 2017 Eugene, 2017 Oakland, or 2017 San Diego?
1: Mm, 2017, Eugene.
0: Ding, 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 ding. You're right. (laughs) That's the last time she played it in complete, and it's a complete... She played like a little little bit of it in L.A., but we, I wasn't counting that. But good. Six points. Next question. Tori's sister, Dr. Marie Dobbins, states on her website, I am from the Eastern Cherokee. My mother's parents are of Cherokee heritage. As a small girl, I grew up hearing my papa tell her how his mother used to throw a mean tomahawk. Please fill in the blank. She says because of this, she was, quote, driven to fulfill my destiny as a woman of blank and medicine.
1: Oh, gosh, I
0: have no idea. Science. Science (laughs) and medicine. (laughs) Science and medicine. But we have six points on the board, and David has four more questions, so you can still make it to ten points. Okay. All right, David, hit it.
2: All right, because we're celebrating your book and your work as a writer, we thought it would make sense, question mark, for you to go toe-to-toe with Shakespeare (laughs) in a little game we like to call the merry widows of Windsor now I have translated very loosely because I'm not fluent in Shakespearean <laughs> some Tory lyrics into Shakespearean language so I'm going to read nay perform them for you and you're going to guess the song from whence these lyrics come why I don't know why I'm talking like from, that. When. Um, from that whence makes, they came <laughs> does that make sense yes <laughs> <laughs> okay ready here we go and I actually have um, taken the liberty of writing five of them for you so here you go okay. number one armed with your vowels and unfettered spirit I require a mouth balm in your colonies what <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Are you sure
2: that's not an actual story? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could be. <laughs> Is that with uh,
1: that's from I.I.E.
2: Yes, you got it. That's with your E's. Uh huh. Oh my God, I'm terrible at this game. Good job, ding ding ding. <laughs> Seven points. All right, here we go. I desire to murder this serving wench.
1: Okay, <laughs> the waitress. Ding ding ding. <laughs>
2: All right. I retained a casual encounter, a revel, and your correspondence. You'll forever fail to add stones from the hollow of a pastry. <laughs> Don't at all. Like
0: yeah. <laughs> ding ding ding! Oh my God! You're
1: at nine
2: points. Ah, <laughs> uh, so close. All right. We have two more. I've shorn all the crannies he's traversed.
1: <laughs> oh oh, blood roses. Ding ding ding!
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ten points Wait, but we have one more anyway One more, yes Alright, bonus point, possibility, here we go Perhaps we are but a delight Of an alternate variety
1: Oh gosh Wade? Close
2: Go back a few tracks <laughs> the Torah? It was bliss Perhaps we're a bliss of another kind uh, maybe oh, Bliss it it <laughs> It's bliss <Yeah>. Bliss <laughs> Well, nevertheless, you made it to 10. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this has been so fun, Megan. <laughs>
0: Megan's book is called Remember the Internet, Tori Amos Bootleg Web Ring. It's available right now for purchase in paperback or ebook from instarbooks.com. Please support small book publishers when you can. And if you like that book, Megan has another book out right now also called Margaret and the Mystery of the Missing Body. That one's available on Amazon, in paperback or Kindle version. David and I so enjoyed reading Megan's book that on this episode, we would like to give away two copies of the Tori Amos bootleg web ring on your choice of ebook or paperback. So if you email us right now at songs of Tori Amos at gmail.com, the first two people who can name an actual title of any silver pressed bootleg that is not Swapping Tongues, Rhapsody in Pink, or tori and her mask the first two people to email us will get a free copy of megan's book courtesy of drive all night on your choice of paperback or ebook so get on that at gmail.com you can find megan on instagram at sklim nagam that's megan milks spelled backwards look through who we're following on instagram if you want to find them do follow them do buy the book megan it's been such a lovely time
1: Thank you so much for having me. This was
0: so fun. Yeah, thank you. And keep in touch. We might want to have you on the Waitress episode when we redo it. Yeah, we love that. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye.